Welcome to Canada's History Podcast. My name is Julie Richards, and I am this year's Nobleman Scholar at Canada's History Society. Over the past month, it has been my pleasure to chat with the 2021 Governor General's History Award Excellence in Teaching shortlist. Listen in as the teachers and I discuss their wonderful and inspiring projects, teaching during the pandemic, and how to keep students engaged in history. Today, I'm speaking with Katie Trussell from Brookswood Secondary in Langley, British Columbia. Thank you for joining us today and welcome to the Teaching Canada's History podcast. Let's dive right in. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your classroom? For sure. Uh, My name is Katie Trussell. I teach at Brookswood Secondary in Langley, BC. I teach mostly French immersion social studies, so Sciences Humaine 8 through 10. I also teach some core French. Um, I have really wonderful students. I love my school. Um, I really love that I have the opportunity to work with the same kids over three years. So they're eight, nine, and 10 social studies courses because it really helps us build relationships, which ends up being super important when we get to the, the pretty tough content in the later years of the Sciences Man courses. So yeah, it's been really great. I've worked there for, I think, five years now, and it's it's been wonderful. That's awesome. Yeah, those those connections are really important, especially when you're getting into the, those kind of deeper questions um, as you as you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, perfect. Uh, do you want to go over your project in a bit more detail? Yes. So my Canadian history unit in Sciences Humaines Nine is called Heroes and Villains. So we look at uh, major figures in Canadian history and talk about whether they are heroes or villains, or if it's even possible for us to make that kind of call. So for that year, we look primarily at the stories of Johnny MacDonald and Louis Riel, who are two people whose status as a hero or villain have changed pretty significantly over time. So it's really a project about perspective and how perspective changes. So either among groups, like different groups had very different opinions about Louis Riel at the time, or over time. And that became really relevant this year because there was so much in the news about statues. So what do we do with statues of people whose views and whose actions are now seen as pretty problematic? And there were all those protests and stories about names being taken off buildings, statues being destroyed and removed. So it seemed pretty natural to blend that in uh, this year. So those are kind of the big questions, and we covered a lot of different topics to explore them. Um, We talked about Confederation, about the railroad and who actually built it, the Red River and Northwest resistances, um, the Indian Act, residential schools, all sorts of different things. And then in the project, we were working towards two big assessments. So a podcast talking about um, their opinions about our big questions about heroes and villains and perspective and statues. Um, using examples from the things we had studied. And then the final part of it was to think about what they want Canadian history to look like and what they thought was worth remembering and memorializing. So they designed their own monuments. And I have some really creative students. They came up with such interesting things. There were lots of statues, lots of art installations, but also things like uh, they designed a movie theater honoring Viola Desmond, because that was a story we had looked at earlier in in the year. There was um, a public garden designed with uh, plants that were sacred to the Kwantlen, Katsi, Semiamu, and Matsui First Nations, which are the First Nations uh, in Langley area. Uh, there was like a hockey arena designed for Jordan Tutu. There was like museums for residential schools. There were so many different things that they came up with. And I, I was really impressed by their creativity. Yeah, that's really amazing. And such a variety too. Um, and I think the movie theater is super interesting because it's not really what you think about immediately when you think of monuments. Like I typically mm-hmm. think of statues and not so much like these buildings that people can like do activities and stuff like that. That was great. I was really impressed with them. 
yeah, it, so- it sounds like an amazing project. Thanks. Um, what inspired you to develop it? There were a couple things. Uh, the first is kind of a practical thing. So with the pandemic, our school schedule was altered pretty significantly. So uh, we're a linear school normally, so they have 70-minute classes every other day with me. But this year, they had two-and-a-half-hour classes every day for nine or ten weeks. So I had to really reshape the way I taught, and I wanted to restructure the unit to bring in different kinds of activities and assessments and not just like reading and writing so that those crazy long classes were a little bit more manageable. So uh, the podcast assignment was great for that because they got to speak instead of writing. And then I wanted to bring in elements of design and art. So the monument project was a nice break and a little bit more of an active way to show what they had learned. So that's sort of the practical side of it. But another factor was just the sort of changing like climate that I've noticed among students that so many of these grade nines are so plugged in to what's happening around them and so invested in stories of, of the world right now. So there was a lot of interest in questions of like social justice and protest and change. So it was important and also pretty easy to tie that into, into what we were doing. So there's a lot of different things. And I, like, I'm also just interested personally. I'm finishing up my master's degree this summer, and I've been researching how teaching controversial issues is a useful way for me to confront my own understanding of history and privilege and that kind of thing. So I've already been looking at ways to bring in more diversity and social justice and and controversy into my teaching. So all those things sort of merge together to make this perfect storm. That's amazing that your students were so interested in uh, like current events and um, I know statues have definitely been a topic in the news in the last couple of years. Uh, Do you Mm -hmm. think that you'll carry this project forward or have you already done that? I hope so. I am. I found it really engaging for me personally. So selfishly, yeah, I'd love to do this again. What I would kind of like to do is either narrow it down or make it bigger. So narrowing it down in the sense of looking at at Langley specifically, like what kinds of stories do we tell about Langley? Are there leaders that we celebrate? What kind of monuments do we have in our own city? And, and what can we do around that? And then sort of just sharing a little bit more broadly. So not just having it in our own classroom, but could we design something that could actually be built in the school or something like that? That's that's kind of my goals for the future. Yeah, that, that sounds great. And definitely like very topical. Sounds um, like really interesting to make it more locally um, mm-hmm. significant for sure. Um, so how do you how do you keep your students engaged in history? How do you try to make it relevant for them? I think it's, I mean, honestly, a little bit of an uphill battle to convince students to enjoy studying history uh, in French. That's the particular burden of a French immersion social studies teacher, but I have some thoughts. Um, And I know it's not groundbreaking, but I think the first is just modern connection. So I love history as is, but what interests me the most is uh, patterns, like seeing how history repeats and remixes and impacts our lives today. So I, I tend to see that when students can really see a clear connection between what we're studying and the world around them. They tend to be more engaged, which again is pretty common, I think, not a shocking answer. But uh, even things like uh, in Socials 8, we teach about the the plague and that's always been interesting. Kids are always into talking about it, but just the shift between how they talked about it three years ago and how they talk about it now, it's pretty surprising that the, the way that kids engage with questions like that that affect them a little bit more directly now have been, it's been really interesting to watch and having them make connections between like, Oh, sure. A pandemic of the past and the pandemic of today is 
not necessarily just as simple as saying, okay, people were sick then and they're sick now, like has science changed that kind of thing, but looking at tricky questions of like, who was blamed for the plague? Who's being blamed for the pandemic now? Are there any connections? Do you see themes in like scapegoating and things like that? It's been really interesting to get to tackle tricky things like that. And I also think that um, one thing that has helped make Canadian history specifically a little bit more interesting is not just accepting it as is. It used to like really stress me out when kids would question the stories I was telling them because it felt like it that I didn't know enough and I, I didn't know the story well enough to explain it. But I think sort of shifting my understanding of history as not just being one story that you have to memorize has really helped, that history is more an opportunity to seek out other stories and, and create more complex views of what happened and, and not just memorize one thing, but develop the skills to look for more stories. I think that's made history a little bit more engaging just on its own. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I think that's one of the really strong points of studying history is that you get to learn all these new perspectives. And um, I'm, I'm a grad student and it's you definitely get kind of taught like one way mm -hmm. of looking at history and then as you take more classes and kind of go through university, you're like, oh, wow, there's so many other different perspectives that I was never really considered before. And it really broadens your horizons, I think. It does. And I think it, it takes some of the pressure off. Like it's impossible to know everything. It's impossible to know Canadian history perfectly because there are so many stories that have been left out. So if you take that pressure off and you give yourself the chance to see history as sort of an, an active discipline, like skills where you're you're constantly looking and learning more and not aiming for some sort of unattainable, one day I'm going to know everything there is to know about Canadian history goal. It takes the pressure off and I think it makes it more more fun and more worth doing. Yeah, absolutely. And especially um, with students looking up to you and asking those questions, it can be really hard to, to be like, oh, I don't, I don't actually know, um, mm -hmm. but I can find out for you. Um, and I think that's really important for students too, to be like, oh, you don't actually have to know everything about history all the time and you can not know things and that's okay. Yeah, I hope so. We have so much information like at our fingertips at all times. So I'd way rather than be able to ask questions and, and have the skills to find the information than just expect me to know everything. So that's how I'm treating it. Cause it makes me feel better about not knowing everything. <laughs> No, I think that's I think that's a great philosophy and really empowers the students to, you know, come to their own conclusions. Yeah. Um, so what do you think is the greatest impact of your project? Um, I really loved how it got students talking because I don't think it's any secret that the world right now, the discourse is not always very polite and things can get pretty heated really fast. So I think learning how to disagree respectfully and to sort of like negotiate meaning and, and come to a consensus or even just say like, okay, I, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I respect you as a person. That's a huge step and a huge life skill. And I, I don't personally normally teach those skills directly. So taking that on and, and realizing that, okay, I think it is part of my role to teach students to have a conversation productively and to disagree gracefully and all that, that really helped me make the project seem more valuable. Um, and I also think the connections to the world are really important. I think students in general are interested, or my students anyway, are interested in questions like, do we take down these statues? But having that um, history knowledge to back up their arguments was really useful. Sort of personal level, it really challenged me to listen better. So I found this year I was um, a little bit less 
stuck on the idea that I'm supposed to know everything and being a little bit more vulnerable with my students and saying, okay, look, like I'm still relearning history. I'm still challenging the way that I learned all this stuff. Let's work on it together. I think it made me a more careful listener to what they were saying. And it, it helped me feel a little bit more connected to them and be a little bit more humble, which I think is good for me as a professional and a person. Yeah, that's amazing. And especially now, um, with all the stuff about residential schools coming out and a lot of yeah, Canadians yeah. are realizing that there's a lot of stuff like history that they didn't know and that I think it's important to always be open to learning more. Absolutely. And that's the thing. This project ended before all those or the whole course ended before all those news stories came out. So even now I'm like, okay, well, next year in Seance Med 9, then there's going to be a significant shift in how I teach those things too. So it's history doesn't ever stop changing, which seems insane that history is kind of we have this idea that it's it's in the past, it's over, it can't change anymore. But I just don't think that's true. I think our understanding of history changes constantly, and that's what makes it worth studying. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And there's always something worthwhile and new perspectives and challenging, um, like classic narratives that have already been established in history. There's always um, there's always value in, in coming to it with fresh eyes or a new perspective, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, so that's all that I have. Did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share about your project or your teaching philosophies or anything like that? I think this process of really looking really closely at one of my projects has been so beneficial to to think more closely about why I do what I do. And I think it's just been cool to have this opportunity to talk about it. So thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for your time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, such an interesting project. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really, really excited to read it and talk to you today. Awesome.